0: Ravage love. Happy Hanukkah. It's Naughty Noel number two. Julie, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Renee? So good. So excited that it's Hanukkah.
1: Also, not only are we lucky enough that all of the holidays in the month of December line up for episode drops. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. But today is a special episode. Pourquoi, Renee?
0: Today is our Silver Jubilee, our 25th official episode.
1: 25 episodes! We are just breaking the heat week after week, and we're so grateful for our listeners, our loyal listeners... Um, I saw m- multiple people had their Spotify wrap-up for the year, and our podcast was on the list of the podcasts they listened oh. to the most in 2020. Oh,
0: I know. I saw that too.
1: So good. So thanks for listening, folks. Thanks, everybody. And we're just going to keep bringing you the, the hits. And this week, it's Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, s- light the menorah. That's what <laughs> I was like trying, trying to remember the song. um very catholic well was raised as such uh how about you renee what religion were you raised under
0: um like french catholic
1: that's how we do so just know this is our perspective we're both two small town white women raised french canadian and catholic so that's our perspective going into this we are not jewish no we are not cool enough to be jewish frankly um but before we launch into this week's episode, Renee, I have some news.
0: I am so ready.
1: <sighs> okay. So, <laughs> so was it, I don't remember if it was last episode or the episode, but yeah, it was last episode and you were talking about how your self-care for a winter under COVID in this bizarre year is you've been crushing a lot of like Hallmark Christmas movies, all the cheesy yeah. made for TV movies and just like bringing you joy.
0: Yeah. I mean... Not really joy. It's it's it's, it's a project, but uh, continue, please. It's it's dive. It's it's a good diversion
1: um, of ideas. So today, it was announced that the Lifetime Channel, which on Twitter their bio says proudly giving you Christmas twenty four seven, so the Lifetime Channel has partnered. With Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> okay, sorry. Oh, and it's a romance starring Mario Lopez as Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> no. what? It's called no. A Recipe for Seduction. <laughs> it airs December 13th at noon. Um, and the tagline is: we all have our secrets. His just happens to be, dot, 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 a recipe for seduction.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's not a real thing. It's a real
1: thing. And they dropped the the poster for it this morning. It's spectacular. The number one common response from social media was, is Chuck Tingle behind this? <laughs> <laughs> and then they just, like a few minutes ago, before we started recording, dropped the trailer. And no. it's phenomenal. So picture Colonel Sanders, but like, you know, Mario Lopez is jacked.
0: Yeah, I, just, I just looked it up on my phone. I cannot believe it. He's so jacked. So picture like a jacked
1: dude with the Colonel Sanders like collar and the fucking facial hair. It is who the stuff of magic. So friends, he, he looks like like the
0: 40 hipsters. I know like <laughs> this is a look and it would work today.
1: It looks like he's one of those people that, like, in the streets, it's like, I'm a feminist. And then in the sheets, it's like, i <laughs> <"Fame> me daddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's bang on. 100%. Bang
1: feminist on. in the street. Feminist
0: ally. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. You know that, it, like, all week for the 16 days of activism on violence against and he's like, I'm an ally. I'm here for you, ladies. And then at night, it's just like, send me pictures of your titties.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Mary Lopez as Colonel Sanders airing December 13th at noon. I love it. A little daytime
0: situation. Oh my God. Julie, we're going to watch this together. I'm going to get it.
1: Absolutely. And we're going to watch it. I mean, I can't yeah. not watch it. If there's anything that I need to hate watch, it is A Recipe for Seduction, which is Mary Lopez as oh Colonel Sanders. Yeah. That's what we're that's what we're up against this year. And what's great is that this is like the least weird thing that I've read or heard about today. You know what I mean? Like the, the this year's just been so wacky and so strange that it only makes sense that we would start the year with Tiger King and we would end the year with a Colonel Sanders romance.
0: Yeah, I mean, that 100%. It just, just
1: checks out. Frankly, it's very on brand for 2020.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has been a year. Remember remember when Reba McIntyre was the colonel?
1: Oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that.
0: Yeah. Now imagine a universe where Reba the colonel and Mario Lopez the colonel <laughs> like transcend space and time and met for a rendezvous.
1: Oh, and then could like the Philadelphia cream cheese angel lady like somehow be a part of it? She's like her like fairy godmother or something?
0: Yes, pull, I love it.
1: Pull everybody into it. I, I love a hot mess like Marie Kondo. I love mess. Uh, and this is a delicious mess. So again, a it. recipe for seduction. They should sponsor us because we're giving them all kinds of effort. But recipe for seduction, December 13th at noon on the Lifetime channel. Let's all hate watch it together.
0: Oh, my God. I'm going to find a way to stream it. And anybody who wants to can (laughs) join in because it's going to happen.
1: It's 100% what's going to happen. So that's our starting point for this week. And I am real excited to present to you my book this week, Renee. It was called Ben's Bakery and the Hanukkah Miracle. Okay. by Penelope Peters it was I got it on uh, Kobo but it is I think you can get actual paper copies of it if that's your preference it was pretty long it was about 300 pages so I definitely would have preferred to have a hard copy but um, so her name is Penelope Peters and she wrote her first story when she was only nine and she credits that with the reason why her books have a little bit of whimsy a little bit of magic and um, and Wait,
0: not like a. She didn't write a romance at nine.
1: I mean, she could have.
0: Okay, it's just it's just a general book.
1: I think so. Yeah, I mean, I want to know what a nine-year-old's romance novel is. Frankly, I think it would rival some of the things I found on the online
0: stores. But yeah, it's like zombie friend fiction,
1: right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, the Belcher sisters have shown us it's possible. Um, yeah. So she uh, moves around a lot. Uh, loves to travel. And according to her Twitter bio, she is currently based in Poland.
0: Oh. And
1: yeah. And so I don't know if she's American. I kind of get the impression that she is. Um, I want to read you the prologue. Actually, just the word from the author. Because I actually found this quite fascinating. Again, I'm French Canadian, raised Catholic. Literally went to a high school in a convent. So this was all news to me. In Jewish tradition, the name of God is never written out in full, if at all. The reason is because you don't want to accidentally throw out the name if you end up throwing out the document. So often authors will either abbreviate the name or leave it out altogether. One popular method I saw growing up was to abbreviate the name as GD and I've chosen to use that phrasing here. So I thought that was interesting. Huh? Yeah so okay. throughout the book it's not mentioned a lot um, but when it is mentioned it's spelled GD which I thought was interesting. So
0: like damn, the
1: tagline, <laughs> the tagline for this book, is this Hanukkah it's love with a side of latkes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Latkes is it latkes or latkes? I call them latkes. Okay. Well, this is the thing that folks need to understand about me is that French is my first language. I learned English from reading it. And my mother constantly makes fun of me because I put the syllables in the wrong places all the time. So just know that it's not ignorance. It's really just because I'm a French
0: bimbo. So- You don't need to feel bad that you're not Jewish today, Julie. (laughs) That's the vibe I'm getting. Like it's okay.
1: I just don't want to be disrespectful. I guess what I'm saying.
0: So- There is also French Jews, like it's okay.
1: Oh, I know. Oh, trust me, Renee. I know. <laughs> Get ready.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Adam Bernard is a Wee hockey coach based originally in Montreal.
0: Whoa. The
1: name of his team is Le Montreal Penguins. Okay. Um, his team is invited to the Boston Winter Classic. The problem is that it's during Hanukkah. Womp womp, but he's like, I promised them if they made the tournament that I would go, but I don't want to be away from my dad and I don't want to be away from my family because Hanukkah is all about family. So he's like, ugh, I got to be the bigger person. Meanwhile, in Boston, Benjamin Daniels is in deep denial about how badly his kosher style bakery is doing. He's just too generous. He gives out too many free samples. He just like feels sorry for people if they come in, and they don't have enough money. And his accountant is like, dude, you're going to go under your generosity. is just, it's too much. And he also is telling him, you know, start selling Christmas baked goods and you'll make a bunch of money at this time of the year. And he was like, no, I want a bakery that only, that recognizes Hanukkah, that, you know, puts the Jewish faith at the forefront. I'm tired of being erased in this country, blah, blah, blah. So he's like really stuck in wanting to be proud of his kosher style bakery. So one day Ben's just open up the bakery and then a rowdy group of French Canadian hockey players <laughs> just roll in <laughs> and they want to buy a bunch of donuts. And and I'm like, it's not Tim Martin's kids. There's probably like four bucks a donut, but they only have Canadian money And he was like, oh, I can't really accept Canadian currency. And his accountant is there. And he's like, you know, what? just take them. I have a policy. I give a free treat to my first time international customers. And that of course endears him to the children. But his accountant is like, oh boy, like rolling his eyes. So the kids come back to the arena and they tell their coach, Adam, they're like, oh my God, we got a bunch of donuts for free from this cute. Baker, you should go see him. He's really cute. So I love from the jump that these like hockey playing young boys are like our coach is gay and that's fine. Love that, like love mm-hmm. that so much. Um, and he feels bad because he's like, oh my God, you basically ripped off this poor baker. So he decides I'm going to go to the bakery and I'm going to pay for the donuts. Of course he gets there. What do they do? They hand it off. And his accountant is like, oh, you need to get out of your rut, Ben. A thousand bucks! I give you a thousand bucks if you if you go on a date with him. And then of course Adam overhears and is like, mm, by Ashville. And they're like, let's do it. <laughs> so back with the kids the next day, and Adam makes a comment about how Ben can't possibly be Jewish because he put cream in his donuts. And Ben, because that's not kosher to mix dairy with other things. And Ben's like, fuck you! I am Jewish, and you must not be a real Canadian. The best burn. You ready for it? I'm ready. (sighs) You must not be a real Canadian because they're supposed to be nice and you're an asshole.
0: (gasps) (laughs) That cut us all real deep.
1: (laughs) Right? But I'm like, fair. You're going to accuse him of not being a real Jew? So they somehow still end up going on a date. I think he just wants the money. I'm not really quite sure. But then he makes them some latkes. And they love it. And then Adam's like, oh, this is really nice, you know, because I'm away from my family for Hanukkah. And I'm just, like, really glad that I got to have this little moment. And then Ben talks about how he started the bakery to get back to his roots because he grew up in a family that, like, didn't really take Judaism seriously because they didn't have a community. And so he was like, I just really wanted to connect to my roots, which is why I started this. And that's why it's kosher style. I can't afford for it to be legit kosher. And Adam's like, oh, that's so interesting. My dad's a rabbi. So I grew up, like... You know, with a kosher household and like really strict. Um, and so you kind of get that's where they sort of she plants the seed that there's gonna be a rift. And mm. Ben and Adam end up kissing. It's very cute while they're lighting the fucking menorah. I can't Aww. oh. Whew. So then they kind of go co- on, like they're kind of like hitting it off, and like every day he goes and buys donuts and stuff, but then at one point Adam like Ben makes a move of like oh I really like you and then Adam's like I know what this is you're just using me to like get closer to your religion and I'm just like basically not like a front but like you're just using me to get like clout in the Jewish community and Ben's like fuck you no I'm not get out of my face so Ben kicks him out of the bakery he's like get the fuck out of here but of course he comes back the next day he apologizes they make up in a big way blows him in the kitchen. And then they go up to his apartment, they fucking go get down in the shower, have a grand old time. Uh, there's explicit condom and STI conversation, which I loved. There's explicit Aww. consent conversation, which I loved. Um, then there's this whole thing because they're like in the shower, and then Adam notices that Ben has this like big scar all over his leg, and he's like, What's that about? And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. And they're like, Okay. Um, Then he gets up in the morning and it's really cute and he doesn't want to make him think like he just like dined and dashed. He leaves all these notes around the apartment to make sure he sees them all to be like, I'm not leaving like because I'm embarrassed. I'm just leaving because I have to go see the kids blah blah blah. But in doing that, he finds this picture of Ben on an ice skating team and he was like, (gasps) interesting. Right? And you're like, connection? Well, it turns out then they go on a real date to have a kosher dinner and then he's like oh I saw like I saw that you were a skater can we go on the ice and he like melts down and refuses to and then confesses that he got into a really really wicked accident and where they all like I don't know if you watch speed skating but they crashed into each other a lot and they crashed into each other and it shattered his knee and it ruined his dreams of getting to the Olympics and so now he's like triggered by the idea of skating and it's this whole thing and so he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And he's like, of course you didn't know. But then afterwards he's like, oh, I just feel like I'm so comfortable with him. And like, I trusted him enough to tell him like this whole thing that I usually just like, don't like talking about. So wow, I really, really like him. Then you find out that Adam, you know, is just there for a tournament, but he's being recruited to actually teach or to coach in Boston. And he's like, oh. You know, I really like Boston, and um, you know, I'm really liking this Ben guy. But like, I don't want to leave my dad at home, and like, you know, he's he's older now, so he calls his dad, and again, so sweet. His dad is like, oh my god, you know, chase love whenever you can, and this is a huge opportunity, and like, this is a higher league than the Peewee team that you coach, so it's like more prestigious. Aww. And like, I just want you to be happy, and he's like, I'm an, you know, I'm a retired rabbi. I'll always have people come by and take care of me. Don't you worry about it. So sweet. Then Adam and Ben have a huge fight about their faith again. (sighs) Again. And it's because Adam, the hardcore, you know, son of a rabbi, sees pictures of Ben from growing up and there's a Christmas tree in his house. And for some reason that really offends him. And he's like, you know, I just don't think like you, I can't be with someone who doesn't take the faith seriously. It's, it's, I don't buy the tension there, but anyways. Um, So they basically, quote unquote, break up. He goes back to the arena. The kids, Renee, are so upset. The kids loved, the kids, I know. The kids were like, we basically set you guys up. The kids are like little matchmakers. And they're like, you guys are perfect for each other. You need to be together, get over your differences. And he's like, we weren't even really together anyway. It's only been a week. So the assistant coach, which she makes sure to tell you, is a hijabi Muslim woman. Um, oh, I don't know. If she, right? Um, shows up at the bakery and is like, enough. Like, you guys clearly like each other. Like, just hash it out. And like, if you can't, like, is it really about religious differences? Or are you just trying to find fault because you just don't want to see what's in front of you? So... He ends up surprising so that they're the final match. Um, he end- after the final match, Ben brings a bunch of baked goods over to the arena to give to the kids, and then Adam. Aww. Oh no! And then Adam's like, "Oh my god, what are you doing here?" And he's just like, "Uh, you know, the kids should be able to have some treats, and like I know they really liked coming to the bakery, but." I was worried they thought it would be too awkward. And then Adam's like, I just got offered a job to be here and I really want to be here and I really want to be here with you. Can we please make a life together? And he was like, yes. Oh, And they do. And then the epilogue is them fucking again. And I'm into it (laughs) so and then the dad makes some comment about like i will officiate your wedding and i'm like oh Oh my my God." god like a 90 year old rabbi officiating a gay wedding with this like hockey playing son marrying a speed skater who also owns a bakery like i can't i loved it so much so this book was truly a treat like honestly a treat i found it annoying how much the one like the Adam character was just like so uppity about his religion and what's interesting is when I went on Goodreads everyone who had any kind of complaint that was also their complaint was just like dude okay. you're such a snob about you're like you had a Christmas tree in your house like fuck off but what's great is that the author did drive home a lot from Ben's perspective of like yeah I'm Jewish and being Jewish can be a lot of things and I'm choosing to go back to my culture which should tell you that like this isn't just because it's a habit for me. I'm like seeking this out, which means I'm really passionate about it. Yeah. Right. So that was nice. Um, real spicy. I have to say, and like tender, but also like filthy, which I appreciated. Um, like, like, kind of took me by surprise because it was pretty like hallmarky typical romance kind of mainstream and so then for it to be like then I pulled out his cock I was like okay we're going there don't hate it (laughs) um so I'm giving this book five out of five horseradish on the seder plate (laughs) because it was spicy it was consensual it was enthusiastic consent there was like talk of yeah of like have you been tested all of that kind of stuff the children as a matchmaker like voyant like i just pictured this as a movie right away like i was like this has all of the trappings to be an incredible christmas time like holiday movie big fan yeah so ben's bakery and the hanukkah miracle mwah! well done oh
0: i can also tell that you're so excited to do like a kibik web.
1: oh you know i am
0: oh you know I...
1: I chose a passage that's just dialogue so that i could yeah be my actual accent because for folks who don't know before the age of 18 I had the tickets French accent (laughs) and so (laughs) for 25 episodes I've watched you absolutely annihilate every single accent and I make everyone sound like a drunk German and so (gasps) this is my time to shine
0: (laughs) are you gonna be able to shake the accent after though
1: oh no it's gonna be the rest of the episode it's gonna be like that but you know it is what it is
0: yeah, I find if you and I are talking in <laughs> French, then I have like, a put accent, like just a bit of an accent, and it's uh, difficult for me there to switch back over to my English voice.
1: Oh, 100%. I drag my accent from one to the other, mm-hmm. like in a big way. It's a problem. So thankfully, I will do my reenactment right before the end of the episode. So you don't have to hear my accent too often. But um, what did you read this week, Renee? I'm excited.
0: Oh, my gosh. I think I explained to you that I read three books. Um, (laughs) I bought two of them, and I read three books just because they weren't good enough. They just weren't good enough. But I got there, Julie. So my book was called My Husband Bound Me, Gagged Me, and Gave Me to Eight Jewish Studs for Hanukkah. (laughs) Um, It was published in 2015, republished in 2017 under that name. It was originally called Eight Crazy Cocks. (laughs) Yes. so it says the title has been changed for editorial reasons. This story contains a light BDSM Jewish-themed gangbang fantasy. All characters in this story are over 18 years of age, and all sexual acts depicted herein are enthusiastic and consensual. Um, no sex. What? It's a book about a gangbang, but there was no sex in the gangbang.
1: Isn't that just a cuddle puddle?
0: No, not quite. Not All right, quite. tell us, Renee. Okay, so, oh, where do I start? Okay, so my book starts with Kate and Jake, and they're a married couple. Um, Jake is Jewish, and Kate is a shiksa, and um, Hanukkah's coming up. And I guess at their synagogue, there's this tradition where every Hanukkah, one of the wives uh, volunteers to a gangbang in the synagogue with eight of the members one of whom is the rabbi so um kate doesn't believe this is a real thing she thinks her husband's just joking so she's like okay yeah whatever and then he gets her fitted for like these like um arm bondage things and she's like are you like are you actually serious about this and he's like yeah like of course i'm serious and she's like oh i thought you were joking and so she gets really nervous and she's like i don't know i don't know and um but then like she asks him like who's gonna be there like who are the guys that are gonna be there and one of them is um what's his name eli i think love that name Uh, sorry yuri it's yuri and Yuri is an Ethiopian Jew, and she is so hot for Yuri. Um, and there's also Zach, who's a Chinese Jew, and she's very hot for Zach as well. And then the other regular Jews. Um, regular Jews. <laughs> <laughs> so she decides, you know, yeah, actually, I feel like I am. I'm okay with this. You know, I'm, I'm into this. Like, let's do it. It's going to be so much fun. And, you know, she's she's open to it. Um, even, even the rabbi is going to be there, and she's like, okay, I can make that work. I can make that work. Um, so first day of Hanukkah comes, they're about to head over to temple. Um, but he decides that he's going to, the husband's going to put her in the, um, arm binder with nothing else underneath except a pair of red underwear that has like a dildo attached to it. And then he puts a ball gag in her mouth and she's like, I can't go to synagogue like this. He's like, don't worry, don't worry. So he puts her in a big fur coat and wraps a scarf around her face and then takes her to temple like that. And then um, she's really nervous cause like the dildo has like a remote control. So he's like turning it on every now and then, which I think is really disrespectful. Um, but <laughs> then Yuri comes and sits down and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I see what's going on here. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll stick around so like nobody really like gets up in your grill. Um, and so throughout the uh, sermon, I don't know what it is in Jew, in Jewish, in Hind, you know. Anyway, um, yeah. This sur- <laughs> uh, I
1: was just thinking. I'm like the service.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, is would it be a sermon? Um, uh, maybe. While the rabbi was talking, um, <laughs> husband Jake kind of kept turning the like vibrator on, um, and. They got a good laugh out of it so it's the end of the it's at the end of the day and um she and her husband are sticking around some of the other men are sticking around um and the women know what what's up like they're just like we know we know what's up and um so they all kind of um get together and there's eight men and one woman and they're like okay so we, we need to talk about the rules. And she's like, oh, the rules, like, what is that? And after the rabbi gives her a big glass of Manischewitz, um, he's like, okay, well, these are the rules. So the rules are that um, we're gonna play dreidel, and the husband gets to decide what, she, what each side of the dreidel represents in terms of like a sex act, um, and the wife gets to decide who goes first. So the husband decides the following. Um if it lands on Gimmel, it means that um the wife goes down on the man for one minute. Shin means that they go down on her for one minute. Hi means kiss and fondle for one minute, and none means you get none. So it's like <laughs> so there are three rounds, technically four rounds, but three rounds with the dreidel and um Jake her husband she picks him to go first because she's nervous and she's like oh, let's pick my husband he doesn't land on any of the things for the dreidel for the three rounds um but other people do including the rabbi and the rabbi is a tender lover um in terms of both going down on her like she sits on the rabbi's face which was the first time i read that mm-hmm. um yeah and she had like some really like tender encounters with the men and some of them were more forceful but she was into all of it and they were like always checking in on her to be like you good like you don't have to do anything you don't want to she's like no I'm good I love this but the whole time she's just like in her head begging to be fucked and nobody fucks her nobody so they get through all these rounds of playing dreidel and everybody kind of gets a go except for her husband and then the final round which they call the sham shamash shamish i guess um it's the winner gets to take her home and the way it works is they have a circle jerk and whoever comes first gets to take her home for the evening um her husband wins everybody else still comes on her she loves it uh the loser whose yuri has to go like wash her off and so he, she's like maybe now i'm gonna get to bone him and he's like nope you're clean bye So they go home and then uh, she's like, you know what? I'm a little disappointed, but that was a lot of fun. He's like, well, don't worry. There's still seven other nights. And she's like, pardon me. And then that's how it ends. What?
1: Um,
0: Yeah. There was no sex in this book. Um, I mean, in the gangbang, she kind of hooks up with her husband at the beginning. But um, yeah, yeah. The only I mean, aside from the common like cock and like folds and stuff. The only word that really stuck out for me was when the rabbi said schmeckle. So that was my favorite genital description <laughs> for this book. Um, it, it really wasn't spicy to me because one, you know, I hate the idea of cum mm-hmm. and the fact that like so many of these dudes were getting their dick sucked when I was like, why isn't she just getting her pussy ate more? Like what's happening? Um, You know, that bothered me. I didn't think it was spicy. But, um, I did, I did like the idea of a consensual gangbang, even though there was no actual banging. I'm, I'm hopeful that by the end of Hanukkah, that she gets it in. Like, that's my wish. That's my Hanukkah wish for her. Yeah. Yeah. I- so it, it was kind of like, eh, as, as far as the story about a gangbang goes, but it was the superior of the three books that I read.
1: I'm just shocked that a book with a title that graphic didn't have, yeah. like, aye, aye, aye.
0: Yeah, and I wrote down, like, who got what every time. So, like, the <laughs> first round, um, it was... Oh, here's the name of the guy. So, there's Jake, Yuri, Zach, Noah, Isaac, Daniel, Mosher. Moshe? Oh, I Moshe?
1: love a Mosher. Yeah, love and then... I love a Moshe.
0: And then Rabbi Tenenbaum. And... um. The only descriptions we have is that Noah is very hairy um, and that um, the rabbi has the biggest dick of everybody, including um, Yuri, who's from Ethiopia, who she was like, that's a big old dick. No, 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 no. The short little rabbi had the biggest dick. And there's a part where she's like, you know, so there I was in the middle of the circus jerk or the circle jerk with all these beautiful circumcised penises all around me. And I'm like, good for you good for you
1: yeah i mean it sounds like it's the only getting that she got really was a nice view
0: yeah and i mean i i want to believe that she gets what she wants and she has a happy hanukkah um and it's not just for like the pleasure of all these men but you know it is what it is i i really loved all the like really like yiddishy dialogue in the book I loved that. Um, The husband was always saying things and everybody thought he was joking. So he's like, why does everybody think I'm joking all the time? And I was like, because you're such a kidder. You're such a kidder. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's. Wow. All right. Schmeckle. Schmeckle.
1: And at least like yours was quite short, wasn't it?
0: It was. Yeah. It was 11,000 words. So whatever that is. Not a lot. It's. No, it took... Yeah, it says... Uh, you can't tell how many pages it is on, like, an e-reader. Um, but it was not very long. Considering I read three books today. like it,
1: <laughs> I was going to say, you read, like, so many books. I read so. so
0: many. Yeah. Yeah. None of them were particularly sexy. I would give Hanukkah stories another chance. Okay. Because I think they have potential to be both lovely and sexual. Of the books that I read only one of them had any sex in it and it was like i told you about it it was yeah. weird so yeah. it's <laughs> you know not really i would have <laughs> i know that barba streisand gets it in oh and i know that she's probably a demon in the sack and that's what i wanted for my characters just
1: oh I being mean- more sexy I absolutely get it. And talk about a contrast between our books too, because mine Mm -hmm. seems really chaste. And again, encourage you to go check out our socials because we post the covers of the book based on the title and the cover of my book. It seems like there, I fully expected no fucking like fully Mm. expected, excuse me, no sex. And just like maybe a kiss, something very chaste, but no, like they got down. And so I was like, Oh, okay. And that's so interesting that yours seems like it would be like a filthy, filthy story and it really was just on the surface so um yeah i mean that's hanukkah i guess you get a real contrast of stuff uh yeah yeah. do you uh do you want to hear how my book ended
0: i sure do julie
1: are you ready to in your case go back in time and and speak to Mm. the julie alone from her high school days oh
0: I, s- I know that Julie alone I've heard I've heard that
1: based on the title and the cover of my book, it seems like they I fully expected no fucking like fully mm. expected no <clears throat> excuse me no sex and just like maybe a kiss something very chaste. but yeah. no, like they got down and so I was like, oh okay and that's so interesting that yours seems like it would be like a filthy filthy story and it really was just on the surface So um yeah, I mean, that's Hanukkah, I guess. You get a real contrast of stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you uh, do you want to hear how my book ended? I sure do, Julie. Are you ready to, in your case, go back in time and and speak to mm. the Julie LaLone from her high school days? <laughs> oh,
0: I I know that Julie Lalonde. <coughs> I've heard I've heard that Julie so bring her back
1: okay so set in the scene this is uh very near the end of the book uh ben has brought some baked goods to the arena and he just he kind of wants to say goodbye to adam but he also just wants to say goodbye to the kids and he just assumes adam doesn't want to see him and it's an awkward tension so he shows up with a box of cookies and um adam kind of pushes him out into the hallway so ben's like oh he's gonna yell at me but instead adam wants to declare his undying love.
0: Hmm.
1: (coughs) <coughs> there's a junior hockey league here in boston they want me to they want me to come and coach them ben stared at him uh, i want to know if that's okay with you if that be ben shoved against him why are you asking me boston's a big town you could come here and never see me i know said adam except uh i don't want to ben <laughs> stared at him again suspicion on his face don't Want to come to Boston? Or? Look, I was mad about the Christmas tree, said Adam. I I didn't understand why you'd have one. But I was raised in a Jewish house, by Jewish parents, in a Jewish community, and uh, you weren't. Ben opened his mouth, ready to argue. Adam pressed his thumb on Ben's lips to to stop him speaking. I don't mean you're not Jewish. You are. You're probably better at being Jewish than I am. Ben shook his head to disagree. It's, uh... Adam exhaled, looking into the case as he tried to think of the words. My father might have been a walking bar joke, but I've only ever known one way to be faithful. The more he participated in in other faiths, the more he held tightly to his own. But not you. I don't know how to be Jewish, not the same as you, said Ben. "Uh, Maybe not in the details, uh, but you know how to be a more accepting person than I am. Adam leaned forward until his forehead touched Ben's. You're braver than I could ever be. You stepped back out on that ice, Ben, when you had every reason in the world to refuse, and no one would have blamed you for it. I've spent 10 years avoiding even that much." "'Not true,' murmured Ben. You're still in hockey. I can barely face my teammates. But you did. You've inspired me. I can't be in Boston and know that you're here and not see you. Not to... I not want to be with you or near you or anything about you. I need you to teach me to be a better man. Please." Ben was shaking under Adam's hands. This was just a fling. Just a week-long fling. Nothing serious. Just for fun. Kissing Ben would have been unfair just then, but there was nothing else Adam wanted to do more. He tilted Ben's face up to his. I don't think that's been true for me for a while now. Six days, at least. Ben was so still. What are you asking me? I need you to say it. The world was nothing but the noise of the game behind them and the roaring in Adam's ears. I don't want this to be a fling anymore. I want to see you, Ben. All of the time. Every day. I want (laughs) to take you out on dates. (laughs) I want... I want to... I I want to take you out on dates and wake up with you in the morning and make dinner together and complain about the weather and take showers in my bathroom. (gasps) That too, said Adam gravely. But mostly, I want you. A week's not long enough. Not anymore. Ben tasted like sugar and coffee and cinnamon. His lips were cold, but his mouth was warm, and he felt so perfectly right in Adam's arms. The sounds of the game faded into the distance. Ben kissed him and whispered things Adam couldn't quite make out between the sounds of their lips against each other. Adam wrapped his arms around him and held him tight, wishing he didn't have to let go. Okay, Ben was saying, okay, okay. Adam's heart leapt into his chest. Okay, what? Ben snorted. As if you weren't the one to ask. Yes, I want you to for a lot longer than a week. Thank God, breathed Adam. And this time when they kissed, Adam thought he could burst with joy.
0: Oh. Aww. <laughs> oh my God,
1: Chris. It's Chris. C'est l'amour, c'est fucking beau. Calice. Wow. I mean, this is my moment. A Quebecois hockey player wow. from Quebec is in the States with a guy who makes baked treats. I mean, Christmas, this is my fucking gem. <laughs> See, I felt the whole time I was reading this, I felt like the Stefan character from SNL, where I was like, this book has everything. <laughs> we got psychophones, we got hockey players, we got donuts, we got menorahs. <laughs> it's like, it was like spectacular truly
0: spectacular oh my god I love it I love I'm so glad you got to do that and I didn't even realize it till I like I had no clue it was
1: about a French Canadian and that's interesting because last week's book about Jack Frost did was also set in Saskatchewan so I have a knack for finding some niche Canadian uh context but honestly it's it's my wheelhouse. It's the only accent I can do. I can do someone from the prairies. I can do someone from East Coast <laughs> and I can do a French Canadian
0: and that's it. You're you're just the true hoser.
1: A hundred percent.
0: I have two degrees in Canadian studies, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> and do they make you take the like... Um... <sighs> accent classes for the different parts of the country
1: uh there's a hundred percent some canadian dialect classes (laughs) (laughs) where they're like house "hoose," all of those things (laughs) Uh, so that's me uh (laughs) what's you
0: going to read for us i'm going to read chapter five the rules um we go through the rules before they get freaky so here we go Um, I'm going to try not to do a Jewish accent as a non-Jewish person because I think it would be ethically wrong of me. But just know that I read all of this with a Jewish accent. Um, But I am going to do like a wasp accent for my for my shiksa. So (laughs) do it. There we go. Okay. Um, So there I stood in the center of the synagogue, helpless, wearing nothing but a pair of high heels, vibrating panties and a monoglove arm binder being ogled by eight lusty Jewish men. So, how is this going to work, exactly? I asked. Do I have to do something, or are you guys just going to do whatever you want with me? Do whatever we want with you? What do you think we are, savages? said the rabbi. I'm guessing that's a rhetorical question, I said. Then I bit my lip. Was I about to get a beating for being a smartass? But the rabbi just cracked a smile. What, your husband didn't tell you the rules? said the rabbi. For shame, Jake, for shame. "'Meh, I figured I'd let it all be a surprise,' my husband said. "'Let Kate figure out the rules as we go along.'" "'Rules? What rules?' I said. "'We usually start off with a party game to get things started,' said the rabbi. "'Just a little something to help us all get more acquainted. "'Plus, it's all very egalitarian, so there's no kvetching about who goes first or last. Uh, "'So we start with the simple game of dreidel.'" "'Dreidel?' "'Yes, you know, the little spinny thing with the four sides,' said the rabbi." Of course I know what a dreidel is. I've played with Jake before. Not like this you haven't, said Jake. What do you mean, I said. Well, shall we get this started, said the rabbi? All eight of the men grunted their eager assent. Then they joined around me, and before I knew it, I was surrounded by a perfect circle of the eight men. I bit my lip with anticipation. What was going to happen? I was getting a little antsy and kind of turned on. Ready, everyone, said the rabbi. Everyone nodded. One, said Moshe. Two, said Yuri. Three, said my husband. Then they started singing and dancing in a circle while holding hands, and it took all I had not to burst into laughter. It wasn't so much manly as adorable. Oh, dreidel, 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 we'll take our turns with you, and if the shiksa's able, we'll take turns with her, too. It was too much. I laughed, but it was all right, it seemed. They all laughed, too. It seemed like the point was to be a little silly, perhaps to break the tension. But there was a little something else I was feeling, too. That line about taking turns with me, too? That sounded interesting. So, Kate, the rules are simple. The husband always chooses what side of the dreidel means. The wife gets to choose the first player, then we go clockwise from there. Okay, I said. So, Jake, what are we rolling for today? Okay, here we go. You all ready for this? "'Dude, I was born ready for this,' said Yuri. "'Come on,' said Zack. "'Get on with it.' "'Okay, okay. "'If you roll a gimmel for one full minute, my wife goes down on you,' said Jake. "'Woo,' shouted Yuri. "'That's what I'm talking about.' "'Then Yuri and Zack did a bro-fist. "'A number of the others made some excited sounds, too. "'As I watched their looks of excitement, I bit my lip.' "'That's the third lip bite in this chapter. "'I couldn't help but get a little wet thinking about the thrill of pleasing them all. "'What else did the game have in store for me?' If you roll a shin, Jake continued, you have to go down on her. That's also for one full minute. Ooh, I bet you like that one, said the rabbi, giving me a patrician nudge. I bit my lip and tried to conceal how red my face was turning. I did like that one. I like the sound of that one a lot. If you roll a high, you get to kiss and fondle her tits. Again, you'll get one full minute. This got more excited cat calls, including one for me. I was really getting turned on now. This sounded like it was going to be a lot of fun. And of course, if you roll a nun, Jake said and trailed off, you get none, the eight men said together. I could see this game was not new to any of them. They already had a whole rhythm to it. So Kate, all that's left is for you to choose who starts. So Kate, who do you choose? I bit my lip and looked around the circle. Some of them were really hot. Yuri, the Ethiopian Jew. Zach, the Chinese Jew. Moshe, the cantor. <clears throat> he was kind of cute in his own way, if you like the hippie look which personally I don't mind. And of course, my husband is fucking hot. Not that any of them were unattractive, not by a long shot. Even Rabbi Tenenbaum, who was short and a bit round and older, of course, was still handsome and charming in his way. Remember, the first one is always special, added the rabbi. So no pressure. Pick me, said Yuri. No, pick me, shouted Isaac. No, me, said Noah. Then they all joined in, save for my husband and the rabbi, who merely laughed at the perplexed look on my face as I looked back and forth, wondering who to choose, how to choose. "'Jake,' I said. "'What?' my husband said as if he didn't know why I just called his name. "'Jake, I call Jake. I call my husband. I want you to be my first. "'Boo!' shouted Yuri with both hands and a big grin on his face. "'Lame!' called Zack. The others all made disgusted interjections too, including I noted my husband, who was actually last to stop. "'Boo!' said Jake. "'Wait, why am I booing? That means I get to go first. We all laughed, and then Jake took the dreidel from the rabbi and spun it on the floor. "'Okay, here goes.'" Jake spun the dreidel, round and round the dreidel spun. And that was. Chapter 5, The Rules. They did a dreidel dance around her. <laughs> oh!
1: I can't believe I'm really truly shocked by how not explicit, like what it but it is, but yet but in it weird is. ways!
0: yeah it was just like so strange yeah it was kind of like this weird pg blowjob book and i don't know how to <laughs> like she gets covered in calm like she gets covered in calm but none of it is like none like, like none of it's dirty you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't i'm
1: so i'm so confused i'm mm-hmm. yeah well i mean at least it wasn't a long read <laughs>
0: Like she gets covered in cum, but none of it is like none like like none of it's dirty, you know. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm so
1: I'm so confused. I'm mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, at least it wasn't a long read.
0: <laughs> it wasn't, and you know what? I, I will say that of the three books that I read. Two of which that had any sort of like sexual anything. The first one had nothing. But everything was very joyous. And I liked that. There was no bad feelings in the stories. Nothing bad. It was like everything was consensual. Everything was happy. Everything was just like enthusiastic. And I really liked that. I really liked that. Even this book that was supposed to be like, we're going to take our turns with you and use you. It was still like, are you doing okay, hon? You all right? <laughs> like, yeah, 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 it sounds like it like it was a silly book it was silly and I'm you the main character Kate like was just so disappointed that she never got it in so I was disappointed for her mm. um but it, it was silly it was silly that was probably the silliest part in the book
1: yeah I mean but- <laughs> Uh, A dreidel-based gangbang premise is uh, Mm. something only the recesses of the internet could give us. But that's what we love about this show, is our Mm -hmm. whole aim is obscure, forgotten (laughs) romance and erotica. So we're here for it. Now, this week, we're not necessarily going to hit a lot of the things, but a reminder that we have bingo cards. So go to our socials, Twitter, Instagram, download our bingo cards. If any of the things on the bingo cards are said throughout the course of this podcast you get yourself a bingo you dm us you get a treat Mm -hmm. so a lot of it it might be hard to get i'd be very surprised if someone got a bingo this week because it was so specific
0: um (laughs)
1: But all of the month, the whole month of November for Naughty Noel, we will be encouraging you to download a bingo card and to put it in practice. And yeah, you want to be one of the first three people to DM us and you will get a prize sent to you. Who doesn't love a prize ever, but especially during Naughty Noel.
0: Mm -hmm. And for those of you who are starting Hanukkah this week, um, happy Hanukkah. Yeah. Yeah. Happy
1: Hanukkah, folks. And join us next week where we're going to continue to bring you some holiday content. Um, We drop a new episode every single Friday. And it just so happens that every Friday in the month of December is an important day, which is great. So um, I'm going to forewarn you. I'm only realizing now that I seem to have a theme a lot of Uh really into people and baked goods. (laughs) I did that like. Pumpkin Spice and Everything Nice uh, yeah. book in October. Uh, I did a bakery today, and there is a bakery theme next week as well for oh, me. Oh, boy. If you love a sweet treat, if you got a sweet tooth like Julie S. Lalonde, you're fucking <laughs> set, pals, because it's coming to you.
0: Julius Lalonde, who fucking loves the Amish and <laughs> their sweet teeth.
1: So. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think this is what this is. Like This podcast process has been a real personal identity crisis for me because i'm like oh why do i yeah. love amish stories so much
0: i have like a whole murder map in my house that just links <laughs> you to the amish to like sugar pie to like soup like it's red string everywhere whoo <laughs> i hope my, sm- my children miss me
1: so. <laughs> i'm so sorry um <laughs> but i really love chatting with you this
0: week oh i love chatting with you too do you want to sing us out sure do
1: Ravage
0: love, ravage love. Bye, bye. Happy Hanukkah! It's Nanny Noel number two. Julie, how you doing? I'm good. For the podcast was created by Karen McKnight. Special thanks to Press Start to join for production assistance. For gaming and tech news, search Press Start to join, or on social media at PS the number two J Show. Connect with us online at Ravage Love on Instagram and by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com.